0: Well, good morning. Well, as David mentioned, I'm not from here. I'm from just down the road in Nashville, Tennessee, and I've lived here for a grand total of three months now. I absolutely love Louisville. This is such a great town. Um, But I want to share three things with you real quick that I've learned about Kentucky in the three months I've been here. Three things that Kentuckians just really seem to love. Bourbon horses, and basketball. Don't ask me which team. You love them all. All are welcome here. We've spent the last month or so going through a series in the Psalms on Sunday mornings. Over the past few weeks, we've seen how the Psalms express the entire spectrum of human experience from anger to sorrow to joy and excitement. We've learned how to open our hearts honestly to God in our sorrow, in our repentance, and in our fear. This morning, we'll be looking at Psalm 30. This Psalm is particularly dear to my heart, and so I'm excited to share it with you all this morning, and I hope that by the end of the morning, it will mean something more to you as well. So four years ago, my life fell apart in the span of six months. It started with a phone call on an otherwise ordinary night and my mother informing me that my uncle had taken his own life. A few weeks after that, we learned that my beloved grandfather had rapidly progressing Alzheimer's, and that this could be our last Christmas with him. A few weeks after that, my relationship fell apart, and I found myself unexpectedly single and heartbroken. As if all that wasn't enough, I was in seminary and coming to terms with having to leave the denomination that had raised me and that I so dearly loved because they didn't believe that women could be ministers. Needless to say, it was all a bit overwhelming. When the dust finally settled, all I could see was brokenness. All I could see were pieces of my life as it had been, as I had known it, as I had hoped it would be, shattered on the ground around me. I saw a mess that I had no idea how to even begin to clean up. And I honestly didn't know that things could ever be okay again. I didn't know if they would. That semester in seminary, one of my professors gave us a project that involved taking a six-hour silent, solitary retreat. Now, as you can imagine, I was not a huge fan of this proposed project. The last thing I needed was six hours of intentional alone time, sitting in silence with my thoughts, my pain, my grief, my confusion. But being the good student that I am, I did it anyway. I spent the afternoon hiking up Stone Mountain, I found a quiet spot under some trees, in the shade, and began to half-heartedly read through the Psalms, just trying to pass the time to fill those hours. When I came across Psalm 30, I stopped dead in my tracks. I read it over and over again throughout the afternoon, as something in me finally clicked into place. Let's read that psalm together this morning. Psalm 30, I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. Sing the praises of the Lord, you, his faithful people. Praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. When I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. Lord, when you favored me, you made my royal mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What is gained if I am silenced? If I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, Lord, and be merciful to me. Lord, be my help. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth And clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord my God, I will praise you forever. Most of the Psalms we've studied over the last few weeks were written by King David. They are the handful of Psalms that we still have the backstory for. Psalm 30 is not one of those Psalms, we don't know who wrote it or why they wrote it. That's long gone, long lost. We only know that the Jewish people use this psalm during the eight-day feast of Hanukkah. Hanukkah commemorates the rededication of the temple in Jerusalem after it was liberated from the hands of the Greek Empire that had invaded Israel at the time. This use of the psalm seems appropriate because it is a psalm about liberation and rescue and redemption. The psalmist writes that he had experienced a crisis that left him reeling. The crisis shook him to his core. He says in verse 6 that before the crisis, he was confident in his faith and who he thought God was. I will never be shaken, he said. And then tragedy and suffering struck. He felt like the Lord must be angry with him or must have abandoned him altogether. He asked God what good could possibly come from his suffering and begged for God's help and deliverance. It's easy to be confident in God, in our circumstances, when things are going good, right? We feel like we're on top of the world, everything's exactly as it should be. But nothing tests our faith. Nothing shakes our faith quite like suffering. We've all had those moments when life throws us a curveball. A loved one dies unexpectedly. The doctor gives us a diagnosis that we never wanted to hear. We lose our job and wonder how on earth we're going to pay rent this month or put food on the table. We pick up the newspaper and read about another mass shooting, another natural disaster, another refugee crisis. We don't have to look far to find suffering that will shake our faith and make us question everything. Like the psalmist, we wonder if God has abandoned us, if God even hears our cries for mercy and for help. Luckily for us, the psalmist's story does not end with his suffering. It ends with healing, and hope, and a deeper understanding of who God is. The psalmist calls the people of God to join him in praising God because God does not abandon those who are hurting. He tells us that God turns our wailing into dancing and exchanges our clothes of mourning for clothes of joy. Our weeping will not last forever, and joy will come. Though we may not be able to see or feel God's presence, the psalmist assures us that God has not abandoned us. As I sat on Stone Mountain that day, reading Psalm 30, I felt something that I hadn't felt in a long time hope. Because this psalmist shared his story thousands of years ago, I was able to find hope in the midst of great pain and grief. That one day God would turn my mourning into dancing and my sorrow into joy. That one day I would be able to praise God for his faithful presence in the middle of my suffering, even if I didn't believe those words in that moment. The psalmist could only write those words of hope, though, because he had been through the worst that life could throw at him. And instead of saying, whew, man, that was rough, glad that's over, and moving on with his life, the psalmist chose to reflect on his experience and how it had reshaped his understanding of who God is. And then he shared what he learned so that others like us, could find hope and praise God as well. I firmly believe that one of the ways God brings healing and redemption in our lives is through sharing our stories with each other. Before we can share our stories, though, we have to do like the psalmist did, and we have to reflect on them. Reflecting on our stories helps us understand who we are and how we got here, what experience shaped us and our understanding of who God is. Reflection also reminds us how and where God has been present throughout our lives, especially during those difficult times. After reflection comes the sharing. Sharing our stories connects us to each other in deeper ways. We feel less alone when we realize someone else is experiencing, or has experienced, what we're going through. I read somewhere once that one of the sweetest phrases to hear another person say is, Me too. When life gets tough, we desire that connection with other people. We want to know that we're not alone. Grief and pain are isolating and lonely experiences. Sharing our stories with people we trust invites them into that story with us so that we don't have to carry it alone and vice versa. Sharing our stories with each other also allows us to share hope and to speak hope into each other's lives because we're reminding each other that our stories don't end with the bad thing that happened to us. We can let our stories of suffering and pain become burdens that we drag along behind us for the rest of our lives. Or we can offer them up to God and ask Him to make something beautiful out of them. We can let the difficult experiences shape us into more compassionate people, people who bring hope to those who are suffering. I'm sure we can all think of times when we've heard a story of something someone has experienced, something they've gone through, how it changed them, and we've been impacted by it in some way. A few years ago, I saw a performance by British singer and songwriter Louis Tomlinson that I will never forget. In 2016, Tomlinson learned that his mother had a rare and aggressive form of leukemia. The decline in her health was swift, and her family knew she probably wouldn't make it to the end of the year. Tomlinson and his mother were extremely close, and she had supported his singing career from the beginning. Like any mother, she was proud of him, and she loved nothing more than to watch him up on that stage singing and living out his dreams. And one of her final dying wishes was to see him perform live one last time. Just three days before Tomlinson was scheduled to perform live on the reality singing competition that had launched his career, his mother passed away. Though he was beside himself with grief, Tomlinson decided to go ahead with the performance anyway and sing the song he'd written for her while she was sick. The song he wrote is called Just Hold On, And it's a song about finding hope in the middle of suffering, in the middle of those moments when life just shakes us. A visibly tired and grieving Tomlinson took to the stage that day. And instead of singing a slow, somber song, like you might imagine, something that reflected the mood, he sang this joyful, energetic colorful dance song and he spent three and a half minutes jumping and dancing and singing it's not over till it's all been said and it's not over till your dying breath so what do you want them to say when you're gone that you gave up or that you kept going on and if it all goes wrong just hold on in the middle of a personal crisis He sang with a defiant joy. He had every right to sing a song of despair, and instead he sang a song of hope. People responded to that song with an outpouring of support for the singer and his family, but they also shared stories about how his song was helping them hold on and find hope in the middle of the difficult things that they were going through in their own lives. Tomlinson did exactly what the psalmist did in Psalm 30, and what we have the opportunity to do. He chose hope, and he invited others to choose hope with him. So I'll go first. I'll practice what I've preached this morning. You've heard a difficult, messy, broken part of my story But four years later, I can tell you this. Grief won't rule your life forever. One day, it won't be so difficult to get out of bed. Your wounds will become scars, and your scars will become stories, proof that your story isn't over and that you survived. You will heal. God will use your story to connect you with others in ways you can't even begin to imagine. You may never understand why the bad thing happened, but I hope that one day you will be able to see that God was with you the entire time, even when you didn't believe it. I hope that one day you will tell your story and that someone else will hear it and feel less alone. I hope that one day you can sing with the psalmist about a God who heals, a God who turns mourning into dancing, a God who never abandons us, no matter what. Amen.